Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. Check out our podcast at endow.org, and you can also find us on iTunes. We're bringing you news, information, and discussion about wildlife, boating, and outdoor recreation across Nevada. I'm your host, Ed Lingar. Even in the dead of winter, fishing opportunities abound in northern Nevada. In fact, Topaz Lake doesn't even open for fishing until New Year's Day. With unseasonably warm weather this winter, now is the time to grab a fishing pole and get outside. Here to talk about fishing in Topaz Lake and beyond is Chris Urquhart, biologist out of Fallon, and Ashley Sanchez, friend of the show. Welcome both of you back to the show. Nice Thank to have you. you. It's always Thank you, good, to be, good to be here. Chris, how was the opener this year? We usually like to do a show a little closer to the opener, but mm-hmm. you you had the New Year's opener that were fish were caught. Tell us about it. Yeah, so we had a, a pretty decent opener. Weather's been nice the last couple of weeks. Um, it's been pretty average as far as um, catch rates and size and things like that. We have had some pretty nice fish come in this year already, some in the 20-inch-plus range. Um, some of those fish are put in there through the Topaz Lodge and their fishing derby. So um, Right, right. Did anybody catch the big money fish this year, right? Their not money that fish? I know of. There yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, there are. And any fish over two pounds, I believe, can be entered into their derby. Um, but I haven't heard of anybody cashing in on one of the big fish yet. Um, they have a lot of great, and, and we I think we gloss over this when we talk, because I've talked to you about Topaz before. Sure. But we sometimes don't acknowledge how many great resources are at Topaz. You've got the lodge there. You can oh, rent yeah. boats if you want to get out on a boat. Uh, you know, there's tons of shoreline. I mean, there's just, this is a really great place to go fishing. It's a good spot. Yeah, there's good camping areas um, through Douglas County on the Nevada side. And then you have um, the casino and you have restaurants. Um, pretty nice boat launches themselves. Good parking areas. Um Nice amenities, pretty much like in several places around the go. lake. You you yeah. should go, yeah. Ashley. You know, I, I think Topaz is one of those unsung places to go fishing. And my favorite part about it is is you can find a place to pitch a tent over there by the sure. state park. And then uh, when you get tired of camping, you can go to the casino and have a hot meal. Because <laughs> nice. I get tired of camping very quickly. Cold. Yeah, this time of the year it gets cold. It's nice to have some place to go and get a hot meal. And there you, you can also take your RV. I mean, there's, there's uh-huh. just a million amenities there. Sure, they have full hookups. All right. Well, so my my other question about topaz, and I've been curious about this. I don't know if I've ever asked you before, is uh, trout is the number one fish in there. But are there other fish to catch? There are. Um, Rainbow trout is the primary fishery in there, but there's also smallmouth bass, which have kind of taken off over the last five to ten years. Uh, Their population seems to have kind of stabilized at this point, um, but people still can catch smallmouth up to three four pounds can you catch them in the winter so i'm showing my ignorance it's harder isn't it because they're considered they're a warm water fish right so this time of year trout is the big thing yep um and uh i know you try to hang on to this information and you never tell anyone but what are you using to catch them what are they catching them on right now in in february the most success i've seen from um, anglers has been on the boats people that are trolling and depending on the day and the depth, you can either troll um, like 
Rapalas, something as simple as that, or you can get fancy with some flash rigs that have some spinners on them with a, a worm on the bottom or something like that. But, but you don't need downriggers because that's you intimidating. Don't, you don't they have can to help. have them, okay. but sometimes the fish go fairly deep and it's, it's good to use them. So we've seen guys fishing as deep as 60 feet out there. And we've seen them fishing as shallow as 10 feet from the boats. You know, this, this again, is a, another time to bring up. You can rent those boats. They have those little aluminum fishing boats that you can rent very inexpensively there. So if you want to get, if you want to try a boat, this is your time. I rented one there a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I believe they still have that going. Um, I haven't spoken with them recently about it, but I'm pretty sure that's still going. You know, uh, so if you have a friend with a boat, that's the best solution. I want to I yeah, suggest you get a friend, friend with, with a boat. boat. Absolutely. And uh, because I used to do boating education, I want to just say that uh, wear your life jacket out there. You know, it still yes. can be very dangerous. Cold water can be very dangerous, right? Yes, so very I, much so. I, I want to talk, when you go fishing, is there any special gear you use in the wintertime? Um... Lots of warm clothes, you know, and that, that's pretty much the, the biggest thing that you need. If it's going to be bad weather, you're going to want to take a raincoat or something to keep the, the rain or the snow off of you. Right. Staying dry is the key. Dry, right. So if you yep. stay dry, uh, you know, no special gear. I mean, it doesn't, it never freezes up, does it? We never have ice fishing. Or have you seen that? No, it'll get some ice around the edges and in the shallower areas, but it, it doesn't, I haven't seen it freeze over. Don't walk like on that. that. Don't walk on that ice. Right. That's but the, very the boat dangerous. launches can get some ice on them, so be careful when you're walking on the docks and down the ramps. Um, you know, especially in when it's real bad weather, if it's snowing or something, when the boats pull out up those ramps, they oh, just man. bring more water up. Right, and then, and then it becomes freeze, a sheet of ice. And then it's really slippery going wow, up and down Wow, that sounds dangerous. Those, so. Well, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about Topaz, and, and I said in my opening that uh, – it has been unseasonably warm. We've had a couple of days of yeah, cold weather, but nice. uh, the next forecast, I mean, up to 60s. I mean, this is like spring it's fishing. Good. Yeah, and that's most people think of fishing as a summertime thing, but it, it really can be good in the winter also. Right. Well, and I think, uh, and we, we talk a lot on the show about summertime fishing is bad because, you know, trout don't like warm water, and sometimes it can be different, you know, and, and the topaz closes up what when is the last fishing day at topaz september 30 is when it closes so it's closed october november december for fishing right of the, the fall where people really like to go fishing so now is your time to go to topaz this is what i'm saying it's good yeah usually it this is you know january february is when most of the fish get caught out of there it's when you see a lot of the activity in the summertime uh we're seeing more and more people you know target the bass uh and we see more bass boats out there cruising mm, around see. so there's a, a you know there's a growing interest in that fishery and it has gotten pretty good where people can target it ashley wanted to add something Go yeah ahead. well i was gonna say i help manage our facebook page so i see all of the posts that come in and we always encourage people to share mm -hmm. their fishing pictures and sometimes when that happens people comment asking where are the good spots to go fishing and it sounds like Topaz is really somewhere, especially right now, we should be directing people to. Sure. Oh, there's good yeah. fishing right now. Ooh, this is encouraging. You know, yeah. I'm starting to get the bug. It's a little early for me. I don't like it when it's cold outside, but it's not cold outside. It's not, it's that not cold, cold outside. Um, you know, I did want to ask you, uh, you, you, should, you know this. Uh, how is, are we stocking now? Because I haven't been keeping up on the stocking reports. This year was a little bit different with the stocking. Usually we try to stock most of our trout in October, right after the close of the season. Right. And we call it a put, grow, and take type fishery. Right. That's why it's closed, right. so that we can't catch the little ones and give them time to feed. That's one of in the reasons. In theory. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons. But 
come January, the fish have been in there for a little while. You know, we stock them usually at nine to 10 inches. And by the time people catch them, they're 12 to 13. Um, that's a darn, that's a, that's a nice fish. You know, it's a good fish, a 13, 14 inch trout. I mean, you could, that's enough. Two people can eat that and they really taste quite good too. They're good. Yeah. You know, they've been in the lake for a while. They're getting a good natural diet. So they're, they're fresh fish. Um, you know, this year's bit was a little bit different. Like I mentioned, we stocked some a little bit later. We didn't get as many in as October as normal. We usually stock about 50,000 fish in there every year. 50,000 fish. Yeah, it's wow, a lot of trout. That's a that's lot of a lot trout. Of that's a lot yeah. of fish, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, and we've stocked even into January a little bit this year. So that, that creates, you know, our average size is down a little bit because of that. Because we did some stocking post-closure. Late stocking, right. Well, but that's okay, too, because uh, sometimes I feel this way about fishing. I don't know how you feel. Uh, even if I can't catch a huge one, if I catch something, it's, yeah. I still feel good about it. Ashley, I heard you caught a four-inch fish recently. Is that true? I Were you did. proud of it? Did you hang it on the wall? I was so proud of it. I let it go. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> nice. Small. I felt bad for it. Uh, my daughter, who was uh, six at the time, caught one like four inches, and she just sat there with it on her pole for like a half hour before I knew it was there. So when she reeled it in, it was about dead. Oh, no. I tried to cook it up, but it was uh, it was a sad day. Yeah, I took a few pictures, then let it go. It was Where my were you first fishing catch. At? It was actually in Montana. Oh, I used to live in Montana, cool. yeah, near Missoula. Nice. So, so uh, but th- fishing up there. This is what I'm saying, though. It's opportunity. It's opportunity to get mm-hmm. out there. I mean, you don't have to catch a huge one, but that's what's so nice about topaz. There's lots of fish in there. You know, it's funny when you told pe- told me we could go trolling for it. Trolling is that the idea of trolling has changed. That word has changed, hasn't it? We were talking about trolling. We're talking about in a boat towing your line behind. Right. You. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure everybody's up on that. We're not getting on Facebook and saying mean things about the fish. That's no. not okay. Just no. checking. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess my only other question as far as uh, Topaz Lake is uh, any future stockings, any future events you know about coming up on Topaz, or is it just get out there on the weekend? There is the ongoing you know, fishing tournament with the Topaz Lodge, which you see a lot of people out there fishing for the tournament. Right. They're, they're looking for that money fish. They tag fish. For money for the, fish. The, yeah. They did. And they also allow you to enter fish into their, their contest. It's got to be two pounds, I believe, which is about 18-inch fish out there. And that's always ongoing. Do you uh, know when that's over? Is there a date? I don't, I don't, I don't want to put sure. you on the spot. Okay. I'm not sure when they end that and they have that. But it goes pretty much through the, the at least I know it goes through the good fishing season. So if, if you're going to go out to Topaz Lake, stop by Topaz Lodge. Uh, learn what there is to do and uh, talk to them about their fishing derby. But, uh, mm-hmm. again, lots and lots of stuff to do. Ashley, you're new to fishing. I is, am. is this tempting? You're going to go out to Topaz? It's definitely tempting. And like you said, it's it's about the entire experience, too. Just yeah. being new to fishing, everything you guys have talked about makes me want to go out there and check it out. Right. Uh, and how about you? Are you going to go? F- You've been fishing out there recently? Uh, not recently. Chris? Uh, I did just come back from a trip out of state fishing but i haven't been out to topaz in the last couple weeks all right we're going to save it for in our second half we're going to ask you what your next big outdoor adventure is but we're going to save that because we're up to our first break Uh, when we come back we're going to ask chris about fisheries beyond topaz and where people might want to consider fishing in the wintertime more If you enjoy Nevada Wild, feel free to leave us a positive review at iTunes. If you don't enjoy the show, we'd prefer you kept that to yourself. To learn more about hunting, angling, boating safety, and the great outdoors, check us out at ndow.org. And now, back to the show. 
And we're back with Ashley Sanchez and Chris Urquhart. And we're talking about winter fishing. We Great talk about topaz. I'm very excited. I think it's totally time to go. Um, but Topaz is not the only northern Nevada lake that's open right now. And uh, during the break, you were giving me a heads up, Chris, that uh, Mason Valley just opened. You want to tell us a little about that? Right. It opens a second Saturday in February every year. And that includes uh, one of the more popular trout fisheries called Hinks and Slough. Hinks and Slough, yes, and yes. And there's uh, a whole... Is, it, is that a... Uh, is that a, uh, what is that, trophy fishery or no? It is. It is yeah. a trophy fishery. It is a trophy fishery. So there are some regulations that people need to be aware of when they go out there. Look in your reg books. I didn't sure mean to you know. interrupt you, but I thought that was no, important. That, that is important. Yep. People need to be aware of what, where they're going and what they can expect when they get there. And um, But that fishing series also includes um, three other, four other ponds, Bass Pond, Crappie Pond, North Pond, and the Fort Churchill cooling pond it's a cooperative with um the power company out there there's there's a crappie pond uh, it's do, called crappie pond do, are there crappie in it there used to be <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mean to put you on the spot because crappie are also a warm water fish so they I, are so they would not necessarily be good to catch in the winter is that right, right? The, the bass fishing out there is slow this time of the year but we put trout in and three of those we put them in hinkson north pond and then the cooling pond also and that's what people are fishing for now have you uh, has that been stocked recently i don't want to put you on the spot it, but it is yeah we stock regularly it. stocked um we stock it primarily we try to stock it before the season starts to give those fish the same opportunity to stay in there and grow a little bit and then get caught but we will stock that more frequently throughout the season because right. it'll stay open all summer long right so it just opened and it's going to stay open all summer uh, mm-hmm. but before it closed it was last year we put more fish in there so they would have a chance to grow up and eat and see we can put fish in there when it's closed so we stock them through the winter you stock the them all the, that's good thank you yeah. do correct me because i want to get this right and i want to let people know you've heard some rumors that the fishing has been good and we don't I we're heard. not going to hold you to that but tell us just a little bit yeah that i got a, i got a couple reports that people were out there fishing despite the wind it was a little bit windy um but I heard that fishing was good. I I don't know exactly what that means, but sounds good to me. So. Right. So uh, you know, lots of bites. That's what it means to me. I mean, yeah. people, you can catch one giant monster, or you can catch ten little ones. I'd rather catch ten little ones. Where do you fall on that? Uh, be I'm honest. Happy with Depends one on the one. situation. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley has a four-inch yeah. trout mounted on Under her wall. My belt. <laughs> I'm very excited about Sometimes this. Sometimes I would be very happy with a ten-inch trout, and other times I want to hold out and. For the big one you want to hold out for the big one yeah. and uh, again uh, where is mason valley and, and tell people that because there's a lot of stuff out there too and people in reno where this this is airing on the radio in reno and it's mm-hmm. and people listen to it all across the Truckee meadows but people who live here don't understand what is at mason valley it's about it's a little over an hour away it's just north of urington so it's called it's on the mason valley wildlife management area not, and that's owned by the Department of Wildlife. It is, yeah. That's one of the ranches that we purchased a long time ago and turned it into a management area. And it's pretty easy to find. There's signs right off the highway to turn on either Sierra or Miller Lanes. And uh, you can drive in there. And there's big signs around the area, too, that tell you which pond is which direction and how to get there. It's right. You can even take a tour of the hatchery while you're there. That's where our, our main fish hatchery for the state is right there. Right. We have a fish hatchery there. So there's a ton of stuff there and a yeah. ton of fishing. Um, let's go back to this thing about Hinks and Slough. Uh, 
we mentioned that it is a trophy fishery, so mm-hmm. it has different rules. It does. Would you encourage people, because, you know, when you go to the wildlife management areas, the rules can be different versus if you fish at the river, the rules can be different. Urban ponds have a three-fish trout limit. So maybe we should just talk about how important it is to know where you're going and read the regulations for the particular waterway. Yeah, that is important. Um Generally, across the state, our regulations are pretty um, consistent. Right. But there are some areas that have the potential to provide a different fishing experience. So we try to maximize that and, you know, adjust our regulations so that we're getting the most out of our fisheries. And depends on what the public wants also. We need areas for people to be able to go and only catch one fish a day, but that fish might be a monster. 20 inches. That's right. You know, so, and then other areas like our urban ponds, we don't expect any fish to reach 15 to 18 inches on a trout. We expect people to go and catch three small hatchery fish and have a good time doing it with kids. So that's part of what goes into the decision-making for changing regulations. So, yes, you need to be aware when you go to a place where you're at, number one, and then have the regulations with you, and then you can look it up if you're not sure. You know, uh, we, we've been talking, and I, I think we've done a, maybe a slight disservice because I keep talking about fishing as if it's all spinner, you know, like it's all you throw out the worm and you wait. Uh, but there's copious fly fishing opportunities, too. And and uh, fly fishing at uh, Topaz, you know, might be a little bit more difficult, but uh, these places like in the in the uh, Mason Valley are right. really great places to fly fish. You want to talk about that? Are yeah. you a fly fisherman? I do, yeah. Okay. And that's one of the, the most popular ways to fish out at Hinkson is in a float tube or a small raft or something like that with a fly rod. And you can go, there's some channels that you can cruise around in and, and find the deep, deep holes where the fish are hanging out. And um, that that's the most popular way to fish out there this time of the year. In the summertime, the bass fishery is is really nice. There's some really big largemouth bass throughout the entire management area, and that that kind of turns on during the summertime. You know, I'm really glad you brought that up because it's the same waterway, but two completely different fishing experiences. When mm-hmm. you fish in the winter for those sure. cold water trout, versus when you're fishing in the summer, different kinds of bait, different kinds of tackle. Yep. So it can be complicated. So it could take a lifetime to learn how to fish all these areas. Can anyone talk yeah. about that? Yeah. Can people call it's... you at your house? You want to give them your home number? Because it sounds intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just checking. You, I Ash... give my office phone number. I'd be happy to talk to anybody <laughs> they want. And you can always check endow.org, and the fishing regulations are online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you just you want to learn before you go because uh, – not only going to obey the law, but you're going to have a better experience if you know which fish are in there and what the rules are. All right, what you're going after, too. It'll help you target in on what type of gear to use and where to go also. Um, Ashley, I did want to ask you, uh, since you're sitting in today, uh, have you ever fly fish? Is that something that appeals to you? I have tried it. It was a little bit embarrassing, but it's something that's definitely appealing to me, and Mm -hmm. what a great place to be working since i do want to learn there's so many great resources here so chris sure you may be getting some phone calls from me sure we'll show you how to fly fish and and the one thing and i I can't believe we're already 20 minutes into a show about fishing and i haven't talked about what notorious liars that fishermen are chris is that true are fish fishermen all notorious liars are you keeping secrets about where's your secret spot where are you gonna where do you like to fish in northern nevada i'm gonna go to topaz and then mason valley you're gonna do both and the next month maybe two i never lie no <laughs> well tell me how big was the biggest fish you caught then we'll see you lie uh <laughs> biggest fish win ever uh yeah yeah how's that well no biggest trout how's that uh got about a 30 35 inch steelhead that was about the biggest trout i've ever caught 
30 that's see that's a big fish that's a big I'll fish. give it to you okay um we do want to remark too that the fishing licenses have changed i don't want to put you on the spot maybe ashley can jump in but uh, if you don't have a fishing license now it's mid-february uh you can buy one now and then it'll be good till next year yep, we used to have to have year. people wait until march 1st so nope, why don't no you talk about now. that well, that's pretty much it. Um, um, you it, can buy your fishing license and then... Uh, it's good for a year. It's good for a year. You buy it on February 28th. If that's the day you want to go fishing, it's good till the following exactly. February 28th. So now's the time to get it. You can so, get it anytime and it's good for a year. A lot of people who might not have bought a fishing license the year before would often wait until March 1st, which was our traditional fishing license year. But now they don't have to do that, do they, Chris? So there's no excuse not to get out there. <laughs> right. That's true. Right, and that's that's a good point to bring up that some of those um, license structure stuff has changed lately. So it, it's important for people to be aware of it, and a lot of people already are, especially the ones that have that are really into, fish, right? Yeah, and you know the boat uh, people are well aware of it because that's this is the time of the year when everybody starts re-registering their boats. So a lot of those people know, but. So last year I bought a fishing license when it was the old way. So my fishing license is still good until March first, but uh, I might I might buy another one just so I can make more sense to have a different date and they're also if you don't want to buy a fishing license and i know a lot of people who fish regularly they already know this but we still have the one day license the short-term licenses is that right ashley yes so right. so none of that has changed you don't need a trout stamp for any of that so you can get out there and go fishing yeah have a ball all right okay well uh, i think we're uh we're a little early but uh, i want to go ahead and ask what your next outdoor yes ashley oh, well i just wanted to add like I said earlier, we um, I monitor the Facebook page, and we love seeing your fishing pictures, whether it's fishing. I mean, it could be fishing at Topaz. It could be ice fishing. Any type of fishing, send us your pictures. Or maybe even a cute kid who's not oh, catching anything with a bobber. Okay, so, too, so if if you have a p fishing picture or if you're at Topaz and you take a picture of your monster catch, uh, you can put it on Endow's Facebook page. How do people yeah, get it to message you? message us and we'll post it. Usually if you send us a picture of yourself fishing or anyone fishing, we're going to post it because people love that stuff. People do love that. And then people will see what kind of fish they're catching. Should they put what they caught it on? Will you share I, that? That is a great idea. I love that. And they also, people... In the comments, everyone's always asking, where was that fish caught if we don't provide that information? So let us know. Some Please people tell don't us. like it to tell us. But well, see, <laughs> these fishermen are all liars. <laughs> yes, I, and everybody <laughs> always gives me a hard time when I say that. But I've known it's a lot true. of fishermen, and none of them have been truthful. Yeah. No offense, Chris. Right. <laughs> so, But yeah, the more information, the better, because then we could tell other people where to go and get them right. out there and, and it's exciting you're sharing your fish stories show us the fish you've caught and then uh, later on if you have kids like i have kids i want these photos to prove to them that i was a halfway decent parent right? yeah. i took you fishing by golly yeah. so uh, here's the picture of the fish all right so uh, i think that's it for uh for fishing for today if you have any questions about where to go or what the regulations are go to endow.org and you can learn all about it uh, my last question I always ask this of all my guests and if you can be specific we've already talked a little bit with Chris but you can expound on it but we'll start with you Ashley what is your next big outdoor adventure do you have something scheduled I'm excited because my friends in town from Michigan so we're open to suggestions but we want to go out hiking I don't know where yet I'm not a great hostess so I haven't planned it yet but we're going <laughs> hiking this weekend and any suggestions we'll take it I think there's hiking around Topaz. Is there hiking around Topaz that you know of, Chris? There's some trails. Um, 
there's also stuff that's close. I mean, you're right here in Reno, so I there's know. a lot of so many options. Nice so it's narrowing down the options. But I'm going hiking. That's so you're, that's your next somewhere. big outdoor adventure. Yeah. Okay, Chris. Uh, now I know you said you're going to go fishing. Do you have anything specific planned, or do you have any specific plans for anything coming up? I don't. Uh, we just got in yesterday from a big trip, so I'm kind of still trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. But usually this time of the year, it, it kind of switches into some shed hunting, maybe depending on shed uh, hunting. That's picking up shed antlers that mm-hmm. are out at uh, the animal shed. Yeah. Um, hunting season is over. now we're in you know February, so all the hunting seasons are behind right. us. Uh, so now is really when people start to think about fishing, isn't? Isn't this like sort of the early stages? Yeah, this is the springtime. This is um, it's the, it's a little early for spring, spring you yeah. know, but it feels like we're going to have an early spring. So now is the time to plan. It your, feels like spring outside right now. It sure does. My yeah. tulips are coming up, so yeah. that's how I know it's time to go fishing. <laughs> that's true. I'm like, what are you doing? It's yeah. only February. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both for coming on the show. And I would like to talk about my next outdoor adventure, which is uh, that this is my uh, final Nevada Wild podcast. Uh, I have hosted the show for about four years. Uh, I've greatly enjoyed being your host for Nevada Wild. Uh, Nevada, this state where I grew up and I love so much, offers some of the greatest recreational opportunities of any state in the lower 48. And I have uh, learned so much at Endow, uh, and so many people here care so much about the resource. And all you have to do is call or visit Endow.org, and just about any of them would be happy to talk to you about how you can get out yourself and love the great outdoors. As much fun as it has been for myself, it is time for my own next outdoor adventure, which is uh, moving on from here. So thank you for all these years for listening, and I wish you all the best. That's all the time we have for today. Check out the Nevada Department of Wildlife website at endow.org to learn all about hunting, fishing, boating, and outdoor recreation of every kind. You're listening to Nevada Wild, broadcasting across the state, or find us online at nevadawild.org. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.